doubt, to be uncertain of, to lack confidence in. Hi there. Welcome to An Other Way, podcast on living a creative life. I'm KJ Bell. I feel like I'm on NPR. Okay, so I I literally just finished recording the beginning episode of this podcast. And uh, I'm experiencing a uh, a thing that happens a lot, and I'm not sure what to call it. I went with doubt as the word to open this thing because I don't know how I feel about that first episode. And I feel like this is something that we do a lot to ourselves as people and as artists, um, where we do something and we create something and we instantly doubt it or we regret it. And I think this holds us back. You know, that podcast was all about how beginnings are hard, but sometimes what happens after the beginning is just as hard, (laughs) I guess. Oh. Um, you know, I think everybody out there has had some moment where they have wanted to say something about some issue, whether it's at work or in school or with your family or something, and uh, you've stopped yourself because you doubt it, whatever it is. And I feel like a lot of the time the more truthful and more honest and more genuine to what we need to be doing or what needs to be said, the more we doubt it. I don't know why. I think it, I think in a lot of ways we are afraid of truth. I think we're afraid of, um, we're afraid of knowing things especially things about ourselves. I mentioned uh, in the last episode that the idea of writing morning pages and doing writing practice is to know yourself and how scary that is. It is. It's terrifying. It's terrifying to know yourself. It's terrifying to know anybody. You know, it's, it's, I don't think we like to be seen a lot. I don't like to be seen because it comes with a certain vulnerability and we don't like to be vulnerable. And that really keeps us from doing a lot of things. You know, I call this an other way and it is that whole idea of other. We don't want to be labeled as other, but it's often, often the things that make us other, the differences are what make us unique and what make us beautiful. You know, I, I said, and I said, and I say all the time how I hate the word normal. And I, I use the word hate in a genuine sense because it takes energy to hate something. <laughs> and it is a strong word, but that really is how I feel about the, about normal. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I'll tell you a story. And this should have been in the first episode, but it's not. So I'll tell it now. Um, I teach at a music store in the town where I live. 
and I was there one day, it's probably about a year ago now, and I was, I, I had a break in between students, so I was sitting out in the front, and I'm standing there, and the door to another teacher's studio bursts open, and this little girl comes out. Couldn't have been more than six, six or seven. She was adorable. She had on this like rainbow tie-dye, but not really tie-dye. Like this, it was this rainbow awesome pattern dress with cat faces printed all over it. And she had a purple cardigan on over that and this and cowboy boots and a gigantic fake turquoise necklace. Oh, she was beautiful. I loved her so much. Because it was like, I saw her and I was like, this is a child that loves to play and loves to create and just has a fondness for color and just life and music and blah, 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 blah. And I just, she was beautiful. And I looked at her and I was like, I love your outfit. And her mom said, uh, well, she picked it out herself. And, you know, I said something along the lines of don't ever let her stop doing that. And um, and they left the, the store and I ranted and I raved about this girl for ever. Until my student got there. It was just like, oh my God, I want to meet that girl when she's 20 and I want to be your best friend. And she's she's my new spirit animal and um, loved her. As you know, as you might have guessed, this, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> I also teach at a high school twice a week. I, I go in and I teach uh, voice lessons there. And uh, I was at that high school probably a week after I saw this little girl and I was walking through the halls during one of the passing periods and just walking through, you know, kids on their way to other classes. And I was just looking at them and I had this realization. I was like, there's none of that. There's, there's nothing that resembles a a tie dye dress with cat faces all over it. I don't see any fake turquoise necklaces. I don't see any purple cardigans. I don't see any of that spark that love of playing with life and color. They just look so scared of standing out. And then I had the terrifying thought that that sort of environment is going to beat that everything I love out of that little girl. And that sounds dramatic. But the reason I had that reaction And I didn't, you know, this is one of those things that I didn't really put together until months later when I was talking about this to somebody. It's because I recognized myself in both that little girl and those high school kids. Because I was that little girl when I was a little girl. Or boy or, you know, whatever. It's 2016. Gender is an imposed construct. Um, (laughs) But when I was a little, when I was a little kid, I... I, I, I was just like that girl. I was I loved to play. I loved to create. I loved to ask questions. I loved to read. I loved to learn. And then by the time I was in high school, I was scared. I had fallen into that trap of, of wanting to be normal. But here's the thing about normal. Like, what does it mean? I'm looking it up. I have a dictionary right here that I just used for doubt. I'm looking this up on air, live. So I'm just going to babble while I look this up. Do people do, See, here's the thing. Do kids know how to use a dictionary anymore? I say that like I'm 70, but I I mean it. 
<laughs> do they know? They just go to Google. I mean, hell, I go to Google half the time. It's just because the dictionary is here and I like it. Uh, noble, non-cooperation. Oh, hey, notebook. A book for notes or memoranda or to write your morning pages in or your writing practice. Whatever. Knows. Normal, regular, standard, natural, of average intelligence, sound in mind and body. Or, okay, so that's the adjective, and then the noun is one that is normal, the usual condition, level, or quantity. Okay, so see, that's... It's bullshit. I'm sorry, it is. We just have this idea of normal and that we have to be normal, but there's, like... What does that mean when we say that we want to be normal? It's that we don't want to stand out. We, we're so afraid of being different and of being other. And I really think that the other way is much more interesting and much more creative. So, yeah. Let's take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Great Grand Projects, a creative collective of artists on the web at greatgrandprojects.com. <laughs> and we're back from our break. That makes it sound fancy when all I did was like lean out of the microphone for a second and like breathe. And then come back in and say that, and then lean back out again, and then breathe, and now we're back. But, you know, that's peek behind the curtain. <sighs> Doubt. Doubt and other and normal and... It's hard. We doubt ourselves. We doubt our differences. We just want to be normal. That's the trap we fall into. Because it whitewashes us and it, and it takes the magic out of us. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop doubting. Stop doubting. Now, I don't know, because I like, like a lot of things, there's a balance that needs to be struck. Because we can't, we have to doubt just enough to have some sense of realism, but we can't doubt so much that we stop ourselves. Because a little bit of doubt is fine. A little bit of doubt is a barometer that tells you something. And I guess it, it's not always the same something, is it? Like, the doubt I experience after recording the first podcast episode is just an indicator that this is important to me. Because it is. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I feel like there are going to be episodes that just turn into a therapy session for me. Um. We doubt. We doubt. We doubt. We doubt. We doubt. So we don't start. I'm back on starting. I'm back on beginnings. <sighs> Knowing thyself. I did some therapy a few years ago. Um, I found myself just really angry 
at the world in general. And, uh, you know, part of it was I, I just um, had a relationship that was weird and all sorts of messed up that ended. Um, I was in the process of, was I in the process? I was coming out to my parents, really. And that's that's a hard thing to do. Um, I just had a lot of anger and I had nowhere that I felt I could direct it. And uh, it helped once I discovered pillars that I talked about in the last episode. It really did. But um, I, I went to my college uh, counseling center and got some help. And that was very, very helpful to me. And I encourage you to do the same. If you're of that age, I encourage you to try and get some therapy. Um because it helps. We have such a stigma about mental health in this country, and I'm going to get on the soapbox here for a second. But one of the most brilliant things I ever heard um, was from a YouTuber, uh, RJ Aguiar, who is one half of the Shep 689 couple on YouTube. And they used to do daily vlogs. And he said this during one of the daily vlogs. He was talking about going to therapy and how, you know, you go to get a physical every year. You go to see a doctor to just get a checkup and get a physical. Why not do the same thing for your mental health? And I think it's brilliant. So, RJ, if you ever hear this, thank you for that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I'm just fangirling a little bit at the thought that he would hear this. Sorry. Anyway, I'm back. Um, But one of the things I told my therapist during one session, it's like one of the clearest memories of a session I ever have, is I told her that I didn't like myself. And the example I gave was that if I met myself at a party, I wouldn't be friends with me. And it was true. Sometimes it still is. And so, you know, and there's a lot of reasons behind that that we're not going to get into right now. We will at some point in later episodes because we're go- we're going to talk about some things. But you know, having having um having just that feeling of not liking that yourself, I didn't want to be alone with myself, so I would book myself crazy. And I did it I did it from, like, the age of 13. That's when I started, like, doing everything I could to keep myself busy. And uh, part of it, too, is that I I have a genuine interest in so many things that uh, I I tend to say yes a lot because I actually, I genuinely want to do them. But then there's also, there was also a sense of um, I would say yes because I didn't want to say no. We don't know how to say no. A lot of people. Um, so I wouldn't say no. I would say yes to get people to like me. Because if I agreed to do what they wanted and could help them in some way, there were there was a chance that I would get praise. And I liked that. I was addicted to that. But also, booking myself crazy left me no time to be alone with my own thoughts. That's why meditation is so hard for me. It is one of my four pillars. And um, it's so hard. I hate it. It's so good. It's so good for me, and I love it, too. <laughs> Paradoxes. You should get, if you're going to listen to this podcast, you should get used to the idea of the paradox. Um, 
which if you don't know what that is, you should you should go to your dictionary or to Google. Maybe I'll maybe I'll look it up right now. I'm going to do that. Anyway, um but meditation is so hard for me because I I don't like to sit alone with my own thoughts. And I think a lot of people are that way. And that is where the idea of doubt comes in because um a lot of times when you sit there with yourself and in those thoughts, the doubts are what you hear the loudest. Oh, here it is. Paradox. A statement that seems contrary to common sense and yet is perhaps true. I don't like that definition for what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, it, it it's, it's, you know, it's the idea of yin and yang. It's the idea of good and evil. It's the idea of contradicting forces. Um, and that's how I feel about meditation. I love it and I hate it. Because it's so good for me, but it drives me insane. Um, because we hear the doubts the loudest. It's the same sort of idea of of shouting versus whispers. And too often, the loud shouting voice that's in our heads is uh, our inner critic, is our inner saboteur, is our... Um, all of our doubts and the voice that whispers is the encouraging one is the one that we um, should more often than not go with, but talk ourselves out of because we have doubts and it's harder to listen to that voice. I feel like the theme of these last two podcasts is, is things are hard. <laughs> it is life is hard. I'm not going to bullshit you on that score. Everybody knows that, that life is hard. Um, but it's worth it. Creating is worth it. And so it's just, it's a practice. I, I really do enjoy that word more than work. I try to use the word practice instead of work wherever I can, because um, it just comes naturally to me having been a musician, because we know what practice means. But, you know, practice is just constantly doing something with, not really with the goal of mastering. Well, some people would argue with me on that one. But um, I think it's a never-ending pursuit practice. One of my, oh, one of my favorite things I ever heard one of my uh, former music professors say was, we're musicians, we aim for perfection, we know all will ever be is really good. And I love that. First of all, I love that she said really good because it implies that we are striving for something and not just to be mediocre. Because I don't think we should strive to be mediocre. I mean, some things, some things that's all we can ask for. Me with the piano, that's all I can ask for is to be mediocre. Oh, it's so hard. Anyway, sorry, tangent. Um... But the idea of practicing something, that's, that's what I consider all of my pillars now, is, is my practices. But we have to practice just in general. Listening to that quieter, more encouraging voice in our head and tuning out the doubts. And it does take practice. It do take work. Um, and it's not an overnight thing. None of this is an overnight thing. Um, and I think, I think we have that problem a lot 
I know I do. I every book I read is you know, I read a lot and I read a lot of stuff trying to come up with ways to be more creative and ways to help me uh foster my own creativity. Um but really that's that that is a big motivation, but really you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for an answer. I'm looking for the one I'm every book I pick up, there's a there's a little voice in the back of my head that says, "This will be the one." This will be the book that will change everything and will fix all of our problems. I call her Ashley. She's also the same voice that every time I meet a guy is like, oh my God, this is the guy that we're going to marry. <laughs> this is the one. You know, that voice. She's a middle school girl. Um, this is it. All my problems are over with this book. Um we're just looking for that easy solution and there there are, are very rarely easy solutions to problems which is another paradox because sometimes there are easy solutions to problems i guess really the solution to the problem we're talking about right now um is easier said than done i suppose it's just to shut up and do it shut up and work shut up and do the art do the thing do the thing. Shut up and write. Quote Natalie Goldberg. I talk about her a lot. I'm going to be talking about her a lot. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> See, because she wrote this book called Writing Down the Bones. Uh-huh. That's only funny to me, I think. <laughs> See? There it is. Doubt. Hate. <sighs> See, there. everybody has an Ashley in their head that says this will be the one, and everybody has um, like an obnoxious teenager in their head, too, that when you say something, like, you're the parent, and then that voice is the teenager, like, oh my god, you're so stupid. You're so, you're embarrassing us. God. Mine's uh, more active than I, a lot of people's, I think, because I, <laughs> I tend to say things a lot. But I guess, you know... I don't listen as often because it says stuff so much, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good lesson. <laughs> the point is, the vo- the calls are coming from inside the house. And uh, stop listening to the doubt so much. I know it's hard. I know it is. But um, you know what is a good thing to do in your writing practice or your morning pages? Ha 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 ha. Give the doubts free reign. Sometimes that's what you need. The thing that I should have said last episode. Here we go. Doubt again. Um, the thing that I love about doing morning pages, and one reason I still continue to do them before I do anything else. I mean, before I do any writing. Some days the morning pages are really 8 p.m. pages. But ideally, they are the first thing I do every day. But one reason I love them is because it tends to get some of the crap out of my system. And I can write better on other stuff because I've, I've exercised some of the demons that day. You know, I've, I've gotten the, I don't know what to write about out of my head. I've gotten the God, I'm worthless and I'll never write anything good ever again out of my head. It all comes back to finding ways 
it all comes back to doing it. Really, that's that's what it all comes back to. Um, it also comes back to that idea of pillars. I think I think finding those things that keep you sane, telling you people, it helps you so much. I guess that's it. I guess I just you know. I finish one episode and I hate myself, so I jump on the mic again and go for another 24 minutes on that. So see, that's that's what this is. It's a journey. <laughs> Come take a journey with me. Yep. I should name that teenager voice because there it just went again. Brent. I want to say Brent. I think it's Brent. I don't know why. God, it's so stupid. So dumb. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Brent. Brent and Ashley. Uh, name the voices in your head. And then you'll get committed. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it. I guess that's it for this episode on doubt. So, um, it's okay to be an artist. It's okay to create. It's okay to be exactly as you are right now. It's okay. You are okay. And I'm okay. We're all okay.